0: When you get clarity around why you do what you do, yep. and don't give me the bullshit answer that it's passion, mm. because there's a reason why you're passionate sure. about it, and you got sure. to find that. Yep. And when I found that, I went, wow. And then I started sharing that. My business grew, because people went, oh, I get why you do what mm. you do. That's a nice reason. I'm happy to invest in being a client of yours. Great.
1: Welcome to Industry Change, and today we're talking to a really special guest, and we're talking all about fitness and wellness in today's episode. And today I've got somebody who's been in the game for nearly 30 years, and I've got an industry legend who's been one of the first business coaches uh, in the fitness industry. So I wanted to bring Justin on aboard. Welcome. Go, Rich. How are you going? Good, thank you. Now, JT, JT, also known for short, right? Where'd you get JT, by the way? Uh,
0: That came from a rugby union coach in about 1991. He started calling me JT and it's just stuck.
1: Good, I like it. Everything shortened and we're going to talk a little bit about stuff online and things and I think today uh, we shortened a lot of things. So Justin Tams at JT, now you run a company called Active Management and you travel the world uh, talking and uh, presenting and teaching clubs and and business owners how to run their business more successfully and retain their members and i love your um maybe mission statement that your company has and it's all about reducing the cost of obesity around the globe tell me why that is your why for what 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 made you work around this mission
0: well i think one of the interesting things about my career someone asked me this just the other day they said so why did you get in the fitness industry And the real reason I got in the fitness industry because I was at uni studying to be a phys ed teacher. And when you're at uni, what do you do? You drink a lot. So it made no sense for me to work in a bar. So I decided to get a job in a gym. And it was literally just because I needed to get a job. I had no passion. I had no interest in fitness. Obviously, I had an interest in sport because I was doing PE. But I was thinking I'd be a PE teacher because what a great life. Yeah. PE teachers. Um, But it was... Then that I decided, actually, I quite like what I'm doing. I like the impact that I'm having on people's lives. But it wasn't until uh, 2008 that when my daughter was born that I realised that there were so many people in the world that are, that are getting older yep. and getting sicker. And I figured that if an ageing, sickening population, then sure. countries were going to spend bucket loads of money keeping them alive and or healthy. Yep. So I decided, well, if that was the case, then Zoe wouldn't grow up in a world with opportunities that I had because governments would be spending money there and not spending money on giving opportunities to kids, entrepreneurs or whatever. So that made me decide that my why was going to be to reduce the healthcare costs across the globe by getting people moving more often more active in quality fitness facilities or with fitness individuals.
1: Makes sense. And that's that, that... That number one, you know, I always find that if that you can have that number one feeling. It can kind of move a lot of mountains and where you're going.
0: Well, it's, what I find particularly interesting, uh, Richard, you know, if you're watching today, this is probably the first takeaway point, is that when you get clarity around why you do what you do, yep. and don't give me the bullshit answer that it's passion, mm. because there's a reason why you're passionate sure, about it, and you've got sure. to find that. Yep. And when I found that, I went, wow, and then I started sharing that. My business grew because people went. Oh, I get why you do what you do. That's a nice reason. I'm happy to invest in being a client of yours.
1: Great. So JT, um, it's been it's been told to me that from your maybe your socials that you have <laughs> worked in over uh, you've worked out sorry in over 75 clubs, different clubs um, l- this year alone in 2017. <laughs> Tell yep. me about that because usually most people go to a gym and they work out and they might go traveling. They, they kind of maybe go to a hotel gym. You've been in 75 different gyms with Photo Proof as well. <laughs> yeah. What did yeah. you learn?
0: Um, well, I guess the first thing I, I learned was how hard it yep. is for many of the people watching today, their clients, sure. to stick with exercise when you're away. Okay. So the first thing that – and the reason why I do photographic evidence is that that holds me accountable to my tribe and people, sure, friends. Yeah, that They definitely. go – oh, well, he's traveling, let's see where he's going to train. So if I don't take a photo, it's yep. like, well, you obviously didn't train while you were away. Mm. Like, so. so for me, it's a really important okay. component of keeping myself accountable to working out. The other side of things is from a business perspective, I go um, and I can look at anyone in the eye with this and say and sleep in a, uh, straight in bed at night, I pay for a casual visit on every, every club that I've been to. Great. So I go in not as Justin Tamset, some sort of industry person. I go in as JT, a consumer who wants to work out in your club. Great. And so the reason I do that is I want to go in and get the true customer experience that brands promise. Uh, Whatever the brand, whether that be a hotel, gym brand or or whatever it may be, Mm. I want to go in and get that true experience so then I can take that and work with that with my clients and say, this is what I learned from, from yeah, this brand. Yeah, great
1: insights. And I want to like go a little bit deeper on that. So over the space that you have been doing your uh, you know, your coaching and your business coaching in regards to clubs and health clubs and centres, and I believe that's from 2005, is that correct? You've yeah. been doing that for, yep. for quite a while. And you've had your own clubs and bought them and sold them. So you've definitely got the experience there that you can give to others. What has been that one? Trend? Could you say in that period that you've seen either been the the same trend or different trends happening in the place?
0: Oh look, I'd say that the most common trend in the last thirty years in the industry yep. is um, treadmills, electronics, yep, um, and strength training. Okay, gets people results. Right, that's it. Um, and I think sometimes as an industry, we forget that our members or our clients, if they're not working out, they're not going to get results. When they don't get results, they're not going to tell their friends. Yep. And we're not going to get referrals, so we are going to spend more money on marketing. Right. And it's kind of this spiral. And I think as an industry, we actually have got to have take responsibility for getting people to work out more.
1: Oh, so that's the secret. You have to well, work actually, out. you got to work out. Right. Okay. You
0: know, it's not... You don't lose weight you don't get fit you don't get healthy through osmosis of having a membership card in your pocket and it's seeping through your body it doesn't work like that okay and i think as a as an industry what i'm seeing is more owners understanding that i actually want to have less what we call sleeping dogs than we used to have in the, the 90s and the early 2000s so you know historically gyms have said well we want people not to work out because sure. that's that's what we call profit
1: yeah
0: yep. Um, but I'm seeing more and more facilities going we actually want our members working out because they understand the formula train results tell their friends reduce a marketing spend mm. um, so for me that's a really big one okay and when they're trying to compete with the new players in the market if we're not got people exercising then that's when they start to go, oh, well, maybe I'll go somewhere else. Maybe I'll go and try something else. Mm. So it's, a, it's, it's an exciting time for the industry because I, I think we're at a crossroads where we go, I genuinely care about you as a person mm. from a business perspective and I want you to get the most out of your membership. And some gyms are moving that route really quickly. Yep. Others, glacial
1: speed. It's really interesting. I want to recap what you've said here. So what you're basically saying is one of the trends, and and I don't know if you're predicting this is will be the trend. But what I'm hearing from you is that to reduce marketing spend to to get your attention going is literally you've got to kind of care that your clients are working out and getting a result.
0: Totally. Well summed up. You some what I set up in ten minutes in two seconds. Mm. Exactly right.
1: And so when you do that. Um, you're then getting back to your mission statement is to reduce global um, obesity and and healthcare Healthcare across across the world as well. And so what can business owners do better in your experience to ensure that members are working out more? Like what is one or two or three tips that you can give a a club owner what to do? Because it sounds simple, get them to work out more, but if you come from that world where, yeah, you want some sleepers in there, um, it, it might be a new theory for people.
0: Totally. For me, it starts from the day the person joins.
1: Okay.
0: And so my number one tip, and we work with all our clients on this, is the onboarding process of a new client. Okay. And how you onboard that new member is absolutely critical. So you need to have steps in place, whether they be virtual steps, i.e. emails, um, or whether they be uh, phone calls, or whether they be Face to face, skin to skin, belly to belly in a club, uh, or a combination of all three, which is the ideal situation. Perfect. And for me, an onboarding process would be around about twelve weeks. Okay. And it's not all about huffing and puffing in the gym. Right. I think one of our our greatest weaknesses as an industry is we've focused on getting you hot and sweaty and having doms, yes, yes. <laughs> rather than actually teaching you and changing your behaviour to how to fit exercise into your life. And so if we are going to have our members working out in the clubs, and by the way, when members work out in the clubs, not only do they get results, but then they buy stuff, personal training, yes, um, waters, proteins, That's they also feel part of the community, so then they buy the merchandise... So you build this secondary revenue stream. Right. So while you may have 80% of your members using the place, you've also got 80% of that 80% spending extra money. That's See how it comes together like that an, makes sense an evil because plan?
1: you've just got another income stream straight away.
0: Correct. But if they're not in the gym, you can't, they won't get results. Yep. They won't tell anyone. So you're not going to get referrals, but you're also not going to sell anything. Great. So part of that onboarding process is to make sure that people feel part of the community. Feel mm. part of the community. And the little saying that we have in our business is that people come for the content, yep. but they stay for the community. Yeah. People come to the class or to the gym because of the equipment, but then they stay for the community. Mm. And the, I, I think this is a, I, some people may say this is a facetious view of the industry, sure. but I try to simplify it. And that is this. In the, in the 90s, we had health clubs. And so there weren't a lot of people that came to gyms, but they were health clubs. So when you came in, I knew your name. Mm. And then we went, well, let's commercialise what we've got. And as we commercialised, we went from health clubs to fitness centres, centres where you did fitness. There was no community. You just came in, did your stuff and left. Sure, Then yep. all I mean, of a sudden, someone came along called CrossFit. And people look at CrossFit and say, oh, it's the intensity of the workout. People just wanted to do something different. I actually call bullshit on that. What they came along is they created a community. And people join CrossFit for the community. And Coach Glassman is on the record of saying, I want in every box around the world, such a community that if Richard's car breaks down, I will go and pick him up to bring him to the box to work out. Solid. Now, that doesn't happen in fitness centres. It it used to happen in health clubs. So I think we almost have to go back to the future and say, all right, let's get our shit together Mm. and let's go back and build this club. And so that onboarding process is about integrating the person into the community of a health club so that I know what's expected, I know what I'm going to get, and I'm going to connect with other members. I'm going to connect with the team, and this now becomes a, a safe place yeah. for me to come and work out, where I can be my normal self, and that yeah. will, in fact, be beautiful because it becomes less intimidating for the person who's not fit.
1: I think that's so, so many so many cross pollinations that you've talked about here, and and I know you do a lot of uh, work in, you know, marketing leads and, and really making sure your your clients are retained. But it sounds like everything will formulate from this. The, October- the, the reviews will happen, the Le- leads will come through much easier, they'll, they'll stay in retention much longer just by this one method you're talking about.
0: Look, a magician should never say how he does his tricks. Sure. So because it's just you and me yep. talking yep. and we know no one's watching, yep. I'll just tell you. I do the marketing and the lead side of things yep. because that's what gym owners want. Sure. And that's, the, that's the, often the thing that would get me through the door. But once I start talking to them, I go, actually, we've got to pull this right back mm. and look at, going back to, why you do what you do, what's your philosophy, what you're trying to create here, and then, you know what? The leads will just happen. Mm. It's not a, like the marketing, it's not, I guess as an industry, we confuse marketing and advertising. Yes. So people will say, can you come in and help me with my marketing? But really, it's can you help me with my advertising? The marketing is what we're talking about. The marketing is what's the culture that we've got in the business. Yeah. What's our philosophy?
1: Yeah, we do the exact same thing with people who want to come in for Facebook ads and websites. We have to ask them the question, who, who, who do you want to try to attract and what's your culture and what's your brand? Because otherwise, everybody could run the same advert on Facebook. They could run the same email campaign. We have access to every single free resource that are out there today, but we don't have access to, we just need to understand who that person will try to tap into and how can we connect them.
0: Let me ask you this question. I'll turn the table on the interview. Oh. Do you think if we, look, if we put 10 different print ads or Facebook ads up on a wall yep. and we pull the logo off, yep. of all, and they're 10 different brands, do you think you'd be able to identify the brand or you'd just go, oh, that could be one of three or four different brands?
1: Well, you should be able to identify the brand is the question. Correct. Can I identify the brand? I think there are much smarter clubs and businesses out there today doing that. So, yeah. you know, it's not all negative. I think there's a lot of positive things, but I think the ones that are stagnant, they're going to have the same office, the same font, the same writing. Um, I think Probably
0: the same stock. Image, stock image
1: they're getting from iStock <laughs> for a dollar. Yep. So this is where you know I think, and this is where I think it's great to start to see more education come through, uh, more advice around similar topics come through. Um, so it is nice to to have conversations like this to understand well this is the, the good the good is arising to the top, and and you can be in that in that group because it does cost you actually doesn't sound like it costs you any extra money for this. I'm going to ask you one more question um, because I think it's a big one. So let's say you're wanting to come into the fitness industry, because as we know, the fitness industry sometimes...
0: coming in the industry now?
1: Yeah, like brand new in the industry. They've seen the industry exploding and they're going, hey... Yeah, I I'm, want going, op- I'm not doing that. You're not doing that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, but if, yeah. if... If they were coming in, I want to open up a club or I want to be a personal trainer. Where do you think, um, you know, I guess the question here is like, is it... Can you have outsiders come and own a club or do you think the best club owners are coming within the industry, like they've been a PT and they've kind of worked their way up. Because what I'm hearing here is you're talking about trends that are coming through Barry's Boot Camps, things like that. Is it that business operators who know how to run successful businesses are coming in now and they're cleaning up or is it come internally within the industry? What's the best way to maybe get in this street? Like, I'm just, if if you're new to it.
0: I think the people that are in the industry and have grown up in the industry Look at the industry and go, how can I be like the industry? And I'm passionate about the industry. Um, For the people that are now investing in the industry, they're the outsiders and they're coming in and going, this is a business. Yep. And so we're going to create a business here. And while I might like exercise, I'm not passionate about it. And I can see the value of it for everybody, but I'm going to run this like a business. And so I believe that in 2018, 19, 20, 21, and, and moving forward is that as an industry, we've actually whether you are growing up in the industry or you, you're just coming in, we've got to take what we're doing off the kitchen table mm-hmm. and go to the boardroom. Okay. We've got to make this a proper business. And so for me, the big businesses that are coming in or the new people that are coming in, they're saying as as an in, as um, outsiders, we need to create an experience for people. Whereas the people in the industry are saying, we need to produce something, a workout that's technically sound. Mm. And there's a very big difference. Mm. So for me, this is is only my barometer. When I do a class anywhere in the world, and I'm not an aerobic class, but some sort of fitness class, because I have no coordination, When I do a class, if I don't look at my watch in that class, I've had an experience. That's my barometer. That's great. Most of the time when I'm working out in Australia, I'm looking at my watch Mm. because the the person that's teaching the class is not engaging with me, they're correcting me on my form. They're not high-fiving me, they're not telling me that, they're they're saying, keep your back straight, don't put your knee over your toe, and it's like, You know, you're in in the US, they don't care about that. It's entertainment up here and down here is technique. Mm. In Australia, it's reversed. And that to me is where we need need to flip it. We need to bring entertainment in. So I walk away and go, wow, that was fun, loved it. By the way, when I get back to the office, I'm gonna tell Rich that he should come down and have a workout with me because it's so
1: much fun. Totally makes sense. And I think just to finish up here, I think the other concept that you're telling people, and I always learned from what people are doing, not people are saying. Yeah. And in this situation, I've seen you travel and I've seen you uh, in every single gym around the world. And I'm looking at that going, wow, this is a way that you can find the trend that's happening or see the trends that you don't want to happen and you can start to figure out, well, how can I mix it between uh, the technical side and the experience side? How can I find that right balance for a lot of club owners? So I think you've done a really great job on that.
0: Oh, thank you. Yeah.
1: And uh, congratulations on being a really, uh, uh, in the Australian fitness industry, a really big part of that because, as I said, you're coming up to 30 years and you've worked with a lot of different clubs, so it's nice to see a different perspective in this conversation that you're talking about.
0: I think think as an industry, we, we are growing up. Yep and we're maturing, but I think we still look at each other and go, how can we be like you? Sure. And we've got to start as an industry growing up and saying, okay, this is what big banks are doing to look after their customer. This is what Amazon online mm. is doing to look after their customer. This is what such and such and such and such are doing. And we need to learn from them and bring that information back into our business if we are going to go from that maturity to being hyper successful and profitable.
1: Amazing, thank you, JT. Now uh, this is a po- goes on podcast too. So if you just want to shout out your links as well, where people can find you too.
0: Oh my God, um, just Google Justin Tamsett. <laughs> just
1: Google Justin Tamsett, <laughs> and
0: there'll be plenty of links there that you can follow. Um, there's nothing bad. There are no skeletons on that okay, link, so, so you good. can do it in front of the kids. Just Google Justin Tamsett, and uh, you you might you'll probably end up at activemanagement.com.au.
1: Activemanagement.com.au, you can check that out if you're a club owner. But thanks for having coming on the show. Pleasure. Thank you, JT. Great show. Thanks for tuning in. To listen to this on iTunes, simply go to iTunes, search Industry Change and you can find the episodes here. You can also search the episodes for YouTube if that's a preferred platform for you. Otherwise, you can go to my website, richardtuternji.com or you can also see it on commarketing.com.au. Thanks so much, I will see you next time on Industry